everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today, we, we brought him back on the podcast. I'm, I'm speaking with Rob Fenton uh, over at Qualio. Rob, how are you? Hey, Jared. Good morning or good afternoon, wherever you are. <laughs> it's, it's great to chat with you again. I'm excited that we, we have the opportunity. Uh, I know we, we obviously connected, had you on the podcast a while back. We're bringing you back on. Except the first time we kind of dove into, you know, about the company and what you've been building. And today we're going to go in the, the predictions game, right? We're going to do some 2022 predictions. Um, so I'm excited. Some time of year. Yeah. Thanks for having me back on, Jared. I'm excited to speak with you again. And also, of course, of note, we got to meet in person uh, briefly in the interlude. So uh, excited to actually meet somebody both in person and virtually during this crazy time. Yeah, we'll give the, the, the shout out to the with the HLTH, the, the health conference in, in Boston. Yeah, uh, we were able to meet up. Uh, everyone go, go next year. It was a, a ton of fun. Met a lot of great people, a lot of cool companies presented and had good conversations. So um, they'll, they'll be happy we said that too. Um, let's, uh, let's get rolling, Rob. Love to hear some of your 2022 predictions. All right. Well, some context. I think that might be helpful with these predictions we've had, Jared, and we're not normally people who get into the predictions game, but as we've come out of our second year of COVID and the change that's been happening in the industry, we feel like we're, we're seeing lots of things start to take off right now that are, I think, incredibly interesting and impactful across the broader healthcare and, and life sciences industry, right? Um, we can go through those in, in any order you're interested in, but just to give you the kind of high level, there's just four major themes that we're seeing emerge and we think will be incredibly important uh, this year. First is this idea of, uh, we call it like we are family, this idea of connectedness and interdependence as a, a solve for the idea that this, this concept of slow science, which is what has dominated, right, since 1897, I think it was when aspirin was first synthesized. That is now over and companies are finding ways to move at a higher velocity while maintaining product quality. The second trend is all about APIs and APIs have finally made it really into healthcare and even into core life sciences. Third one is about quality culture and about people understanding for the first time how quality can be an accelerator and you know move from outside the fold to inside the fold as a core value driver. And the last one, which is directly related to COVID is this idea of mission-driven cultures and during this great reprioritization, as people are calling it, how people are now looking beyond just their salary they make to the teams they're working, to the, the greater impact that they make. And that's a big generational shift that's been driven massively by what we've seen in uh, these, these times of COVID. So they're, they're the, the big pieces. I'm happy to kind of dive in and maybe take it from the top if if you're interested, but just I'm curious as you're speaking with people, I mean, how, do, how does that resonate with what you're seeing broadly? Yeah. I mean, connectivity, I feel like every every year when you're going through the predictions game, we, we, we talk about kind of it taking another, and it, it does, it always continues to take a step forward, right? But um, yeah, it's based on some of the conversations I've had with uh, with companies in the digital health space, it seems like connectivity will be really at the forefront of uh, really taking the next leap. Um, so right on what you what you predicted, uh, and then in terms of APIs, uh, I think we've talked about just in healthcare uh, a lot about uh, just having having things be able to be tr- like data be transferred more easily, 
um, I'm blanking on the, on the term. Uh, there's a, there's a term for it. Begins with an I. Uh, it, it, it was not integration. It was basically like, or interconnectivity or something like that. But basically, um, we need to, we need to be better at being able to share our information amongst different platforms. Everyone's kind of in the becoming more of like a platform play is what I've been seeing. Like if you don't have those integrations, if you're not making it easy to exchange that information uh, securely, uh, you'll, you'll be hurt. So I, I agree with all of your, your predictions. Yeah, I appreciate that. And we have, just like you speaking to so many people across healthcare, we have an unfair advantage with understanding what's going on here because of the range of customers that we have across the entire kind of healthcare life sciences ecosystem from, you know, 4G clinical and clinical trials to like Inca Bioworks and synthetic biology, you know, and, and beyond. So I think the, the first one on connectedness, um, this whole idea of we are family being something that starts to appear, I, I think, right now in healthcare as the dominant way people work, I think is the one that gets me most excited because we I spoke about this idea of slow science. Um, we now see partnerships be between Pfizer and BioNTech. Like this is becoming the default for a pass to market and how companies work. And I think that as companies look for ways to solve for how do we move more quickly, this is becoming really huge because silos exist not only within different teams and companies, and that is you know the death of, of, of velocity. We see it across different companies in the space, but as companies become more specialized, they have to find ways to partner together and, and work. And I think anyone who, who builds for that and looks for that has a distinct advantage. And we're going to see that becoming even more popular this year as, as companies, again, keep ratcheting up the speed to try and move at, while, of course, maintaining that idea of, of velocity as well. Um, and I think that's going to be absolutely necessary to, to compete and win. The, and that kind of leads into... This idea of APIs, you know, everybody using APIs now with this being a software company and working in the software world, this is not new, but a whole lot of the velocity increases we've seen in software has come from this idea of building open uh, APIs for connecting, for sharing data, for, for stitching together tools and systems to work more quickly. And, and that's probably the piece that people don't always see up front, but is incredibly important for the reasons you mentioned, right? For sharing data, uh, being able to actually understand what's really going on. And I think there's an example I saw recently of somebody doing this, one of our customers called Empatica. They're a company that builds like, trusted hardware and algorithms to help uh, its advanced understanding of human behavior through AI. They just actually, even on our product offering, they've linked uh, Jira and Qualio to streamline their product development and software development processes. And they actually, like a literal 10x improvement in the speed they were able to work together and get their submission to the FDA. It wasn't that they changed their business, but they were able to bring together two systems that, you know, before Qualio and before this year just weren't able to speak together. And that's just one little example. People want to connect to Slack. They want to connect to Zendesk if their support ticketing is there. Like we just launched an integration with Salesforce Service Cloud. This is becoming the default if you're, if you're selling a product into life sciences, it, it's going to become the default if you are in life sciences and healthcare and also if you want to actually, you know, move successfully. Nobody's going to have this export, manipulate, re-upload. This is not going to work any, anymore. And that's kind of hidden behind the broader theme of connectedness. Yeah, and I, I think you're you're seeing, I mean, it's it's not like it's been bad, but a lot of these companies that want you to, like, to use their APIs, the documentation is just continuing to get better. There's more information. When you go on someone's website, right, that's really 
more at the forefront now of like, hey, did you know you can connect with us? Um, so it, it's interesting to see how that's evolved over the years as well. Yeah, I mean, going back just a few years ago when we were a lot smaller, I, I might be the person who signed up for a product that was important to Qualio, and I was able to connect it to the other systems I needed to, right, as a non-technical CEO. This is what we're seeing now come here, and I think that's going to be incredible to, to see what, what comes out of that. Um, and the whole concept of APIs becoming the the norm and standard enables something else, which I think is really very, very powerful, which is this idea of, of quality is both a cultural value and uh, a driver of velocity. We call it being quality driven because everybody knows that the fundamental promise you make in healthcare is that your product offering is safe, it's effective, and it works consistently. And quality is basically just an, um, an analog for product performance. Right. It's, it's literally what you're saying, but until now, this act of making sure your products were of high quality was this uh, opposing force to actually moving quickly. Now, with, with better connectedness, with better APIs, with better systems, you're actually able to bring this in and integrate it across your business. So actually, this idea of quality is becoming something which is core to how companies actually operate and how they win. And that's been something we've seen through... Um, several of, several of our, our, our customers now over the past year. And it's actually helped them in not only not make errors, but it's allowed them optimize and move way quicker again. And we're seeing this across just so many conversations were happening with people now who aren't even quality or customers or just in your early days of starting your businesses, trying to figure out what's going on. And there's been just such a shift in how to talk about this idea of product quality, this idea of uh, being able to move quickly and how important it is to their value set, which I think is fascinating. Yeah, I, I think one of the, obviously, you know, love what you're building. I think one of the cool, and you kind of mentioned it as like an advantage, right? Uh, I know from just having conversations on obviously the podcast, but you're you're doing it with your customers. It's so cool to be able to hear, like some of these predictions also come off of what you're hearing from them, right? Like what are they seeing in the space? And uh, that's, it's so great when you're able to build those type of relationships with customers, partners, where... Uh, everyone's kind of educating one another on on their view of of the industry, and uh, it's it's so valuable, right, to be able to have that information and and learn from uh, from these all of these experts. Yeah, I think that that's it's a, it's a lot of fun too, um, which leads us to the um, I think the last big trend that we see that um, always gets us us excited and me excited, right, as as a founder CEO who started Qualo with a mission, right? With with this idea that we can do good while doing good and that we can create a dent in the world and in a part we think is underserved and we have an opportunity and therefore a responsibility to act. It's this idea of the shift to mission-driven work. I think the, the press has had a lot of, I said a lot of scary things about what it's like to run a business, to retain and engage teammates, to find great people. And because every every business is a people business, right? A decade ago, every business is a software business and every business was a data business. Every business has always been a people business. And it's incredibly scary to think that the great resignation is going on or the great reshuffle. I think really all it is at its core is people are taking that step back and asking what do they want to do with their lives and what are the groups or what is the impact that they want, want to make. And uh, we've seen it across you know, uh, peer CEOs I know and other leaders that we're seeing this huge uptick in people looking to join, uh, you know, uh, mission-driven companies in areas that make an impact. And in healthcare is, this is fantastic. 
because there's so much opportunity to do good within healthcare. Uh, we're seeing a huge shift in, in interest from people who would have been joining up and coming, you know, uh, consumer focused companies or, or just B2B focused companies looking at how they can make an impact in, in healthcare. And I think that's going to create a whole new generation of, of really, really awesome businesses. And I think that you know, our hiring shows that as well. Yeah, I think it, being in healthcare, there's always the the potential for that, like that mission driven component. Some of the other spaces, I, I I feel a little bit bad for because there's a lot of companies out there, right? That it might be tough for them to be truly mission driven because of the space that they're in, and uh, you know, gone are the days of the 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 Steve Jobs like structure of people don't want to work in a, a work you know a workspace like that. Um, and things are shifting, right? Now we have, you used to never be able to work remote and now pretty much everyone's working remote, at least for a portion of the time. And you, you know, that's kind of moving forward in that direction as a, as a long-term deal. When, when companies like Amazon are even like kind of bending a knee, right. And adopting the, uh, the remote structure as well. We live in crazy times, Jared. Uh, I think the pandemic and the remote work you mentioned is an interesting piece as well, because it's pushed us further apart. Um, you know, geographically. And I think that's created this challenge because I'm a firm believer that in our lives, and we'll just use the, our work lives right now just to scope it down, what we really are looking for is is a sense of belonging and a shared sense of meaning. And I think it's been interesting to see, you know, when you get people apart, the risk people thought was, oh, people aren't going to have that shared sense of belonging, that sense of meaning, that, that mission, that reason to turn up to work every day would, would disappear. But we we haven't seen that at all. We've actually seen, I think, um, a doubling down on that as, as important. I think companies who, you know, who go beyond traditional you know, HR and, and really understand that every business is a, a people business like like we do our best to do, I think, have have a big advantage as well. And I mean, every company can do something good, right? You don't have to necessarily be in healthcare, but I think being in, I guess, healthcare adjacent or being in like climate change adjacent are probably the two largest sources of mission-driven work for um, you know the the people who are from uh, in you know their peak work years all the way to actually entering the workforce workforce uh, for the first time. Yeah, you kind of feel bad for the almost the finance industry. Unless you're in uh, decentralized finance, uh, it's kind of hard for you to be <clears throat> mission-driven, right? Yeah, um, and I think it's, you know, it, it can be difficult, but I, I would challenge people generally to, to maybe think about what they're spending their time on. I mean, our, we've, we have a 1% program that we launched uh, over a year ago now called a 1% for All Life, where we, from our revenues each year, we take 1% of our revenue, like a... a one dollar for every hundred dollars that we invoice a customer, and we donate that to causes helping underserved populations get better access to healthcare. That is a way for us to connect our mission to real positive impact and work that that we do. And I think every company, or almost every company, has a way to create something positive, no matter what industry you're in. Although in healthcare, et cetera, you do get you know uh, you do get a leg up from the beginning. Absolutely. Well, Rob. Always a pleasure having you on the podcast. I can't wait to have you on again, uh, hopefully soon. And hopefully we can also have you on again next year to kind of take a look back, reflect on, maybe do it at like the end of the year when things are winding down. Uh, you know, did, did these predictions come true? Where are we at? 
uh, and go from there. But again, thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast and can't wait to stay in touch with you.